Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome everyone, it's Rebecca. Thank you for tuning in to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. How is everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's trying to get lives back on track. And, uh, you know, as summer approaches, hopefully we are able to be outside a little bit more and see family and friends and do fun things, but not get sick. It has been pretty challenging at my office just because we have so many more protocols in place and I uh, I'm tired I mean my days are a little bit longer than normal I've been doing 10-hour days normally I work nine to nine and a half hour days four days a week but uh, we've got all these extra steps we have to take and I've made my own masks and you know they work just fine for what I'm doing But I have to be on the phone with patients all day because the day before their appointment, I have to do a patient screening in regards to COVID-19. So at any given time, I have 32 patients that I need to call and ask a bunch of questions and give instructions to about coming to the office. By the end of the day, my voice is shot and my mask just keeps falling off. So I'm going to have to come up with a different plan. (laughs) This is just not working out. But uh, at least I'm back to work, and we we have a very, very amazing dental practice, and the patients are so committed. Excellent doctor, excellent group of people that I work with. I feel so lucky. So at least I have that to go back to because I know so many folks have lost their jobs and their businesses during this time, and my heart goes out to you if that has happened to you. As you all know, the whole purpose of this podcast has been for me to create a safe platform for women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. And it's hard for people who haven't been in shoes such as mine and these other women's to fully understand why we deserve some grace. And it's not saying it because it's an excuse or, you know, it's okay to do, but like I shared in my own story and how... I I will receive random emails from ladies who just send me simple thank yous for putting this out there because it does help them feel that they're not alone. And really, truly, like I said, if you haven't really been on our side of it, then the feeling of being alone comes from, yes, we made a choice to step out on the relationship. There were reasons, not saying that they're excusable because marriage or, you know, commitment is sacred. But it happened. And when it's happening, 
even though we are feeling this new excitement of a relationship, something that might have been missing in the marriage because years has gone by and, you know, that spark dies down with family and kids and all that kind of stuff, um, to, to feel like um, an attractive woman again or somebody wants you, it's, it's a good feeling. And I think any person, man or woman, would agree that feeling desired by another is, um, it's a, it's, it's that gives you that high, that dopamine feeling, you know, just really makes you feel worthy in a way, especially if you've been in a situation that has gotten monotonous, I guess you could say. And even though most people are probably in decent marriages, it's just for whatever reason, something has happened in the relationship. These women have stepped out. My main point is that when you're a woman, and I can't speak for men, because women cheat for emotional reasons more often than just sex. Not saying that's the only reason, but that's a lot of it. Um, that you have nobody to talk to. You can talk to your best friend, but that's going to put that best friend in a really, really difficult position because more than likely, your best friend knows the spouse. And now all of a sudden, your friend is betraying your spouse as well. And that puts them in a really, really challenging spot. You can go to therapy, and all the therapist can really do for you is just try and get to the bottom of why you're doing this. Sometimes getting caught or being able to walk away on the relationship on our own is what's needed to realize that perhaps we made a mistake. But there are a lot of ladies out there right now, and men too, who are uh, being unfaithful to their spouse. And they are feeling, for one, like total shit because of what they're doing. They feel horrible that they're doing what they're doing, but they can't stop because they have found something that is helping fulfill something that may be missing in their life. And, uh, you know, I look back on my own and, and I know I should have left my husband rather than screwing half the city, but I um, didn't for various reasons. And it's the same reasons for a lot of women. There's a financial impact, you've got children, you have jobs, you know, all these different things. And it becomes very lonely and very scary. Because you want to share things that are happy and exciting in your life, something that makes you feel good, you want to share it with people. And in this situation, you really can't, because it's so wrong at the same time that it feels right. And on that note, I wanted to share an article with you before we get to today's story. And it is called, If One of You Cheated, Is There Hope for Your Relationship? Um, and of course, this is the same kind of thing that I hear often. You know, how many survive after the affair? How many relationships survive when they leave their spouse for another person? And the saying that I use, that of course my ex-husband was the one to share it with me based on choices that I had been making 10 years ago, was that you cannot build a good strong foundation from ashes, which basically to me means you cannot create a new solid life when this person came into your life and it destroyed with you your relationship, your family, and everything else. Now you're going to leave and go with this person and try and start over. But there's still all these ashes down below. How can you build something new on top of that? And I didn't quite understand what he meant at the time. But as time has gone by, I get it. And the more I work with people, I try and encourage that as well. But as I always make it clear, I don't judge people. I don't tell them they're being bad. I don't tell them they're being good. I tell them they need to do what they feel they need to do. And this is what they can expect. 
in um, in how they, you know, what the consequences are going to be, whether it be for their, you know, their spouse, their children, um, their own, you know, things they have to work on. And all of this has come to heart for me. And I don't know if I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but my plan is later this year to become a certified infidelity recovery coach. So a lot of the advice that I've given to people has been based on my own experiences, things that I've learned working with people, etc. But this is going to give me tools to be able to actually help people face to face, whether it be a woman who has been unfaithful and she has nobody to talk to, that I can actually relate as opposed to a psychologist or a therapist that understands that psychology of everything supposedly but who has actually not may have not been directly involved in an infidelity situation or couples together so i'm so excited to be able to learn this and move on i actually had a gentleman that i contacted through one of the infidelity sites Um, whose wife was unfaithful. And uh, during the time that I was off, I was staying up later. And this man doesn't sleep ever. I don't know how he does it and how he lives without hardly any sleep. But we chat online when I was up late, and he's on the other side of the country. So time difference. And um, he had just come from talking to somebody who was a divorce coach. And he suggested to me that I should consider doing something for infidelity. So I looked into that, and I'm so glad I did. It's a little spendy, so I've got to, you know, save my pennies for it. Um, But I'm really looking forward to being able to potentially make a career out of this and be able to do my podcasting and narration. And after 30-some-odd years in the dental field, be able to, quote, retire from it. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Infidelity. Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I knew in my gut that she was still at least chatting with him. She denied it. Our marriage languished. I was miserable. No trust, no romance, no sex. I felt completely unwanted and undesired. About a year later, and still zero sex, my wife left for work and forgot her phone. Not long before that, I happened to see her type her passcode, so I tried it. Unlocked. I knew I was invading her privacy, but my gut told me she was hiding something. She was. To hear the rest of this story, and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes, as well as early access to regularly released episodes. 
If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. I'm starting to wonder if I had too much caffeine today because I seem to be awfully talky. (laughs) So let's get on to this article I was supposed to be talking about. Um, It's from the rewire.org website. um, And it's called If One of You Cheated, Is There Hope for Your Relationship? by Katie Mortiz. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, And April 19, 2019 was when it was published. And I will have the link on my, um, of course, podcast notes. So you can read it directly if you would like. If it seems like cheating is incredibly common, that's because it is. According to the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, 45% of men and 35% of women have been sexually or emotionally intimate with someone outside their committed relationship. And with so many ways for cheating to come out these days, an accidental text to the wrong person or a like or comment on Instagram a location pin dropped where you shouldn't be, it feels a lot more normalized. That might mean more couples are overcoming it when it happens. Marriage and family therapist Gabrielle Applebury wrote that, quote, adultery is no longer a deal breaker in many marriages, end quote, and that, quote, 70% of couples actually stay together after an affair is discovered, end quote. Some couples make it through infidelity, others don't, says sex therapist Diane Sadit. Some do and shouldn't, and others don't and should. If you or your partner has cheated, it's certainly possible to stay together, though it probably won't be easy. But is there a way to know if you should even try or just pick up the pieces and move on? It's complicated, but a bunch of experts have helped me unravel the problem a little. When it happens to you. It's easy to feel black and white about cheating before it happens in your relationship. But if it does happen, things can get messy, especially emotions. Quote, many people think cheating is a deal breaker and believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. End quote. Couples consultant and author Leslie Dorr said, quote, but cheating is much more complicated than that. People are often surprised that they don't want to end the relationship, even though They said that's the one thing they wouldn't accept. This adds to the confusion, end quote. If you learned you were cheated on, take time for yourself to process the information. You don't have to make a decision right away about how to proceed with the relationship. Quote, one of the most important things a betrayed person should do is take some time to determine if they really can forgive. Relationship advice author Kevin Darning said, There are lots of reasons cheating happens, and a lot of ways it happens. For example, whether it was an unplanned one-time thing with a stranger, or an ongoing thing with someone you know, you can play into how you choose to move forward. Quote, each person has his or her own values, boundaries, and deal breakers, he said. Quote, not all cheating is the same. Whomever your mate cheated with can have a major impact on whether your relationship survives, end quote. But sometimes, one instance of cheating, no matter the circumstances, really means the end of the relationship. If you were unfaithful, you should also take time to think. Quote, be honest with yourself, 
says Jess O'Reilly, resident sexologist at Astroglide. Quote, are you really okay having sex with only one person for the rest of your life? If not, step up and admit it. It's okay if you don't want to be monogamous. Just don't sign up for a monogamous relationship. Quote, I also suggest that you try to better understand why you cheated. This can help you to make behavioral and cognitive changes to ensure it doesn't happen again. Who can make it work? If either of you is open to staying in the relationship and working on it together, talk openly about it. Your relationship has been damaged and you need to be on the same page if it's going to hang in there. Quote, having been down this road, I must say that no relationship will survive cheating if both parties do not want to rework the relationship, end quote, says Stacey Green, author of Stronger Than Broken, One Couple's Decision to Move Through an Affair. If it is one-sided, it just won't last. Every relationship is different, but if you've both decided you want to stay together after one of you cheated, there are qualities that can predict the success of your relationship, says Talal H. Al-Salim, my apologies for butchering that, a marriage and family therapist who specializes in infidelity recovery. If your relationship was healthy at some point, Quote, the ability for couples to recall a point in time which the relationship was healthy prior to the affair motivates couples towards rebuilding. The details of cheating. The specific factors related to the affair, such as length, type, frequency, etc., can affect couples' willingness to rebuild the relationship. The unfaithful partner's willingness to open up about what happened. When the unfaithful partner struggles with being honest about what happened, they are sending the message that they are still unable to be honest and trustworthy, which minimizes the motivation for rebuilding. Although it'll be really hard to talk about in here, being transparent about what really happened and what was going on internally during the infidelity is key to starting over with your partner, Al-Salim said. And on a side note, I agree, and I share that myself with many people who don't want to tell, but honestly, you've, you've got to if you want them to trust you. Without understanding what happened and why it happened, couples will fail in making the right decision about the relationship's future, he said. In order to rebuild trust, the betrayed partner needs to see that the unfaithful partner has the capacity to be accountable for their mistakes. Acknowledging the damage of the affairs is the first way toward showcasing that ability. Find support. One of the most important things you can do when rebuilding your relationship after cheating is work together with a relationship therapist, especially one who specializes in infidelity. There are a lot of issues and topics individuals and couples can fix on their own through self-help books. Al-Salim said, healing from infidelity is not one of those issues. It's likely there are larger reasons behind the cheating that will need to be addressed with the help of a therapist. Quote, especially if the goal is to have a healthier, stronger relationship, as opposed to possibly repeating these patterns over and over end quote, couples counselor Laurie Arnold said, quote, cheating is often a symptom of other problems that already existed in the relationship that were not being addressed. Through this process, you might find the damage runs too deep and you're not able to stay together at all. You might also find that your relationship is very different than it was before. 
Renegotiating relationship terms is part of the healing process, Sadat said. Quote, Couples who often work through infidelity are those who are able to express their emotions without attacking the other person's character, acknowledge the trauma this was to each partner, be open and honest about what led them there, and renegotiate the terms of their relationship to move forward in a new relationship based on what was learned in the past one, she said. I like that article just because it kind of solidifies a lot of the things that I have told people myself and what I've learned myself. So, you know, it was really good to know that a lot of us are on that same track when it comes to recovery. Well, it is finally time now to listen to today's story. It is about a gal named Eliana, and she was brave enough to send her story into us. So let's get started. I've only been with a few men in my life. I used to be really overweight and insecure in high school, so I never had a real boyfriend until I lost weight, and God blesses me with a well-balanced, thick body. My first boyfriend was a really nice guy, and everyone loved him because he was sweet and charismatic. We'll call him Aiden. Aiden was like Jennifer Aniston. Everyone loved him and looked at him like, aw, he's so sweet. I just want him to win and have it all. But reality being no one wanted to be with that person. He wasn't tough or manly. He didn't radiate sexy or anything like that. I'm tough. I've held my own. But the truth is every woman wants to feel protected by their man in a relationship. And he was a wimp. Anyone could do anything to me and he would just pussy out. Not attractive. I realized he wasn't what I wanted after about a month, but every time I told people I wanted to leave him, people would say, no, don't leave him, he's so nice. And like an idiot, I listened. He was finally happy and everyone knew if I left him, he would get super depressed. Eventually, I found little reasons I blew out of proportion to try and leave him. He wasn't having it. I would tell him to leave my house, it was over, and he would simply say, no, he's not leaving, that we were soulmates. We definitely were not. We had completely different ideas for the future. I wanted to start my career, party, travel, and honestly date around. I was 19. He wanted to start having children immediately, get married, move in together. I wasn't feeling that. I realized he was just scared to be alone and would try anything to chain me down. So no matter how many times I would tell him to leave or that I didn't want to be with him, he never would. I'd try to leave and he wouldn't let me. It was ridiculous. I wasn't happy. He didn't care. I would get hit on by this guy we'll call Jojo. Jojo wasn't my type, but he was more my type than Aiden. I didn't want anything serious, I just wanted to have some fun. So one time, when Aiden left for Arizona to visit his family, I ended up sleeping with Jojo. After, I felt guilty, aside from the fact that it was terrible sex. I felt bad for betraying Aiden. Even till this day, I'm torn because I feel if Aiden would have just let me go, I wouldn't have had to hurt him. But at the same time, I know I can't blame others for my choices. 
Eventually, he caught wind of what happened, and it caused major problems, and I found myself doing it again and again with different guys, until I finally said, screw it, I'll just break up over the phone so he couldn't hold me hostage anymore, and it worked. I was free. I wanted to stay single for a while. I didn't want to be that person anymore, but something about it won't let me go. I ended up meeting my second boyfriend, Augusto, in college. We were way more compatible, almost like twins, and to me, he was the sexiest man alive. I had a choice in school between him and a guy named Noel, but I made my decision. Things seemed great till I realized that I saw him as flawless, damn near worshipped him, but he definitely didn't see me in the same light. He would compliment his ex who left him, saying she looked like Beyonce. He would tell me my body was average and that he feels more secure with a girl like me. He would make it seem like he settled for me, and I hated that. So I began trying to break up. I would tell him, you just really don't like me. He would insist that he did, and like my ex would find any means to keep me with him, but with Augusto, I wasn't really against it. In a way, he had me hypnotized, but even with that, still it made me wonder if maybe I should have picked Noel. One day, Augusto was out with a female friend I never knew about. She convinced him that I wasn't over my ex, Aiden, and he ended up breaking up with me. He never clearly told me what happened that night, but I could imagine. After that, I ended up texting Noel, and we ended up going out that night, and I realized I liked him so much more. He had it, this indescribable thing I look for in a partner. He was smooth, funny, real. He was what I've always wanted. I slept with him that night, and it wasn't even like the greatest ever, but I wanted to go again. However, Augusto wanted to try again, so I gave a shot because I could see us being more serious. I never told him about what happened with Noel. We went on for another three years. Things were good until I realized he wasn't very serious about me. I had begun struggling with bills and holding down a job. Medical, credit, card note, you name it. It was all going bad. I had begun selling weed to help cover the bills. Augusto never wanted anything to do with helping me, and I never asked for it. I guess, because I knew he would reject the idea. But weed didn't make me enough. I ended up moving up, pushing more, even getting more respect because of how far I would go. I was always in danger. Augusto couldn't care less, as long as I never asked him for money. He was fine. I was doing great until our major supplier was hit. The prices, the quality gone. I had to find a new source, and the only other person I could think of was Noel. I told Augusto I was going to start working with Noel. He knew about Noel's slutty behavior. He didn't care. His money wasn't being touched. We ended up going out to make money, but it would just be us hanging out, taking me out on dates. Dates Augusto knew about, but would turn a blind eye to. I didn't even care about my financial struggles because it meant I could go see Noel. I never had as much fun as I would with Noel. The dates were perfect. We would crime together and he just got me and I got him. I ended up falling in love with him. Eventually, when Augusto realized he was losing me, 
He told me he never wanted me to be with a drug dealer, but he never offered any help. I told him he could not tell me how to make money, and he was not helping me pay any bills. He ended up deciding letting me sell drugs was for the best. I left him after that. Things had got rocky with me and Noel because he was jealous also, but I still didn't feel I wanted to be with Augusto. So I stayed single, eventually going back and forth with Noel, but we never became serious. I knew how he was. We loved each other, but I knew he couldn't be faithful. It's one of those things that you know will hurt you, but you follow anyway. I still love him even though he hurt me. I still feel connected to him with our lives intertwined so much. I never had that type of connection with anyone else, but I decided to try and move on. I ended up working at a club. Taking money from men made me feel so powerful to the point I ended up taking Vicks. If you don't know what Vicks are, they are men that give you money and you buy things, kind of like a sugar daddy, except they get no sugar ever. At the most, they get a hug and the time and attention you are willing to give. After Augusto, that became a game. I don't know if it's my own way of getting back at him, but it felt right to me. I was taking what I wanted and needed. I kept doing that until I met Lexi. Lexi met me at my job, and he knew what I would do, and he still asked me out. We ended up going back and forth for two months until I realized he wasn't capable of being faithful. I was grown at this point and wanted someone to build a future with, and he was not that person in my opinion. However, I ended up finding out I was pregnant, and we were going to see about trying to be something serious. So I stopped working at the club and got rid of my VIX and was ready to be serious and faithful. However, after we moved in together, I saw that not only would he be talking to other women behind my back, he would criticize me for my old job and try and hold it over my head and even imply that I'm a whore. I was constantly being hurt, but I would keep trying because I wanted to build a future for my child. It never stopped and was a reoccurring theme in the relationship. It got so bad that eventually I decided to become selfish again. Why should I give up my lifestyle if you won't? It got so bad that eventually I decided to become selfish again. Why should I give up my lifestyle if you won't? I decided to contact one of my Vicks, and the ironic thing being, I think he might finally be honest with me, but I still can't help but feel like I should keep my Vicks around. It's been too many times. And they help me with anything I need, whenever I need it. It's not cheating like before, but he wouldn't like it. I worry now because no secret is forever. But I need to look out for myself because I don't make the money I used to before mom life. And now with a child, it's even harder because I can't work the hours that I need to. Thank you, Ileana, for submitting your story. It sounds like you've had quite a hard time in relationships. And I really hope that you find somebody who treats you the way you need to be treated and, and loved, regardless of, you know, what's happened in your past. It's not fair for a person to hold things against you, especially if it was 
before you even had met this person. And um, now that you're a mother, you know, of course you want to take care of her or him and, you know, do the best you can. And I know it's tough out there, but, um, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. And you're right, you need to do what you need to do. But I really hope that somebody can come and treat you like the queen you deserve to be treated. So good luck to you with everything. Thank you all for listening today. I really appreciate it. And if you have a story you would like to submit for the podcast, if you've cheated on your husband, boyfriend, or partner, or if your wife or girlfriend or partners cheated on you and you want to talk about it, if you've been the other woman in a relationship or maybe the other man, or if you have just a story about infidelity in general, that you're interested in sharing, I would love to hear any and all. Send an email to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. And from there, you can submit a story, you can listen to episodes, and you can sign up to uh, listen on Patreon so you can get all those extra stories. And there's some good ones on there you're missing. I do want to say thank you again to the wonderful feedback that I've had from so many people. And and I just know seriously from the bottom of my heart and soul, it is really appreciated because like I've said before, the goal of all this was to help people and to know that I've been able to reach people and make a difference in their lives means more than you can even imagine to me. So until next time, take care, stay healthy, and always remember... No judgment. Goodbye.